everyone. Welcome back to Beyond Broke and Hungry. This week, we have actually a good friend of mine, Kira, who is an actress, and she has been on the directing side, really in the film industry, and um, everything from improv to comedy. Kira, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, ladies. I love the name of your podcast. <laughs> thanks. What's the weirdest thing that happened to you this week? Oh, gosh. The weirdest thing that happened to me? Well... Uh, the clock in my house, the second hand ticks, and it stopped ticking about five days ago. My Both my roommates went out of town. Last night I got home from work at midnight, and it was ticking. So the um, world is ending. Yeah, pretty much. Or your house is possessed by demons. <laughs> We've got decided it. it's possessed, so now I'm there by myself <laughs> while it's possessed. <laughs> Lovely. That sounds alarming. <laughs> Don't worry, Kira. We'll come over and protect you from the creepy clock. Speak for yourself, Ellen. <laughs> and Dara's like, get me out of here. I'll just go back to Florida where my apartment is not possessed. <laughs> I'm good with it. All right. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, how you got into film? Okay. I was a theater major in college, and I quit college twice before I decided to become a theater major, I think. So many times I quit, I can't remember now. (laughs) I just didn't really enjoy college in the sense that I loved studying and I loved in-class discussions, but I hated not knowing what I was working towards. And then I directed Peter Pan and Wendy at my old high school one year when I had quit. I think it was after my freshman year. This is already after I took a gap year and went to Germany. Like I've had so many gap years, but I love directing Peter Pan and Wendy. So I was working with ninth through 12th graders and it wasn't a musical, thank goodness. I love musicals, but despite my many years of voice lessons, I am like tone deaf when it comes to my <laughs> own voice. Um, but I loved working with them. It was so much fun. It was so nice for the like drama teacher to ha- put her faith in me. My mom did costumes and it was so much fun and I loved it. It was awesome. And I just realized, oh my gosh, I want to do this for the rest of my life. And so I went back to school and I felt a lot better because I had my major, but I knew, okay, this is what I want to do. This is awesome. And even though I'd, I've always loved theater, now it was with more intention. So I liked it a lot better. My school was really small, so I didn't have a film program. Um, we met in college, we met, actually. We did. We did. Our school was very tiny. Trey, Trey, tiny. <laughs> <laughs> did not have a film program. So when I graduated, I we lived close to Chicago, but I didn't want to go there because I was so sick of Michigan winters, and I didn't want to go to LA because I didn't know anyone. And my parents retired near Nashville, and I thought, okay let's go to Nashville and like look at the entertainment industry and see what it's like and I'd rather be there and realize I hate the real life professional industry and have family nearby than be out in LA all by myself and realize I hate it um smart yeah smart so I just got in it by honestly like taking an acting class um and then doing crew jobs because I wasn't getting any acting jobs right off the bat so I did like PA work production assistant um and just got to learn a lot by being on different sets. So that taught me a lot of like the film industry that I never had the education about. Cool. So how long have you been in Nashville? Let's see. I've been in Nashville since 2015. So coming up on five years. What? Crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> it's crazy that I've been here coming up on four. That's that feels absolutely insane to me but I can't believe it's 2020 I know is the thing I'm like I was journaling the other day and I remembered wow I remember the 2000 millennium celebration Mm -hmm. when I was in high school and now it's 2020 you old lady you I know (laughs) so actually that is a great segue into our next question great um so what are your biggest like goals and resolutions for 2020 Ooh, okay, so every full moon, I do full moon manifestations. So I write down my manifestations and then I burn them um, in one of my candles, like under the full moonlight, full moon moonlight. Um, and for, I, I'm still out there. I'm in my backyard. I might not be able to see it, which is depressing, but <laughs> still out there because I know it's a full moon. Gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> um, but for December, it was the last full moon of the year. So I did my manifestations 
for 2020 versus just like a single month. Um, and I took a picture because I wanted to be able to look back at the end of 2020 and say, cool, I did this or I did that. So I won't remember everything, but some things I wrote down definitely involving um, my career were to finish writing a feature film, which just means like full length film. It's easy for me to write once I get started. It's hard for me to come up with an idea. Usually it has to be like happened to me in real life or someone tells me a true story and I say, hey, can I manipulate that and write about it? I have to be very, very inspired by it. I'm not necessarily great at coming up with a random idea. Um, yes, yeah. So I like writing once I get started, but it's hard for me to finish a lot of things. Ooh. So I'm going to finish a feature this year. Yeah, you are. And um, I would just love to be acting more, which also means writing more because you can put yourself in your own work. There you go. Easier than any so. agent will <laughs> cast you. Um, and then I made, I made some health goals. I just made goals about continuing just working on my health um like regarding keep your appointments like make sure you're taking care of yourself do whatever you need to do being an adult not fun um have i done that (laughs) no should i do that yes Yes. (laughs) and then of course everyone's new year's resolution go to the gym um i love going to the y i just got sick and haven't been in a long time so i just need to build my energy back up to go and then one of my other goals was to um, really work on my family relationships. I was not the greatest probably family member as of late just because I was depressed and I just would it would come out with my family because I subconsciously probably knew oh they're gonna love me regardless I'm not gonna lash out at people I meet in the supermarket or at my friends like that's inappropriate not that it's appropriate for me to do it at home with my family when I visit but I just I would get so angry and Dara like how you were talking about I don't want someone to tell me to ask me how was your day I'll see you in three days I'll tell you how my day was you know (laughs) my parents are just trying to be human beings and asking how was your day Mm -hmm. and my response was it was fine like any other normal day geez leave me alone I'm going to my room you know and it wasn't (laughs) that bad age 15 (laughs) all the angst teenage angst coming through in Kira's late 20s my life (laughs) leave me alone (laughs) so I'm trying to be a better daughter and sister um and it's honestly I've I went on um antidepressants and I did some therapy and I feel so much better like I'm way less to anger which has been recognizable which is which I've noticed which I think is nice because so often you work on any problem whatever it is and if you don't see results you just get tired and exhausted or decide to quit so it is nice when you see some results and Mm -hmm. that makes you want to keep doing it yeah I do have a question about um, like antidepressants and anxiety yes. meds from your perspective. Yeah. Um, so I, as you know, am medicated for anxiety. Um, but a lot of people like are really hesitant to go into it. What was the trigger for you to be like, you know what? Okay. It's okay to be medicated for this. You know, I did it in college once and I think it was, I can't really remember I know it was when I was in school because I was seeing the school counselor, so it wasn't after I quit college, obviously, but it must have, maybe it was when I came back, I was just still dealing with some things. And my counselor, he just explained it so beautifully, you know, he, he did like the visual aids where he like held up one hand and he was like, here, this is your brain and these are your receptors. And he held up his other hand and moved them together and like the fingertips didn't meet. And he was like, your brain is not receiving what it needs to receive. It's there, but it's not going where it needs to go. Like you need that serotonin and whatever else that I wasn't getting. And he's like, he, he said, I remember he said, if your body is ill, you go to the doctor to fix it. If your brain is ill, you need to do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And I, he just explained it so well. And I thought, okay, let's Shout do it. Let's do Brock it. Lutz. Yeah. He, Brock Lutz was the what best, man. 
I really, really appreciate that. And ever since then, I've been such an advocate because I know people shy away from it or like, no, I can do it by myself. And I think, well, how long can you do it by yourself? And what's wrong with getting help? And I think, I think in American culture, it's grown so much, even in the last even since we graduated, because now they have like a mental health club at college. Mm-hmm. I think it's grown a lot, just awareness of it and the acceptance of seeking health, because previously mm-hmm. it's been behind closed doors, you can do that. Which I think is one nice thing that something like Instagram has brought around is like body positivity, mental health. And mm-hmm. um, I think that's been really nice. So for me, I think it was, as I tell you what though, this time around, it took me a long time to do medication. Yeah. And I had a friend that would see me every week for a meeting and I would talk to him about it. And he finally just texted me every single day until I called to make the appointment. And I told him, I was like, why was it so hard for me to to do that and he and he said because you're depressed yeah he's like that's the that's it you just need encouragement to call somebody and have them talk to you Mm. and I hate that I waited so long because I can tell such a difference in my Mm. pleasantries (laughs) so I wish I had gone earlier but that's such a simple but honest response of oh you were depressed and you didn't want to Mm -hmm. you didn't have the energy yep yeah um an interesting thing like in my case i actually kira and i used to live together a couple years ago and um i got on anxiety meds as we were living together and i just remember talking to her about it constantly and being like i'm trying everything i'm doing yoga i'm meditating i'm praying i am on a really like i'm trying having really good routine a really regular sleep schedule um to be fair i was a touring musician at the time so there was it wasn't as stable and regular as i would have liked but all after doing like every natural thing that i could find on google and like (laughs) essential oils and all this that and the other thing it was like you know what it's okay I can go on meds Mm -hmm. if that's what my body needs. But I think it's also good to try all those other methods first. Yes, I agree. Because it's hard to get off of medication once you're on it. No, Um, and I will testify to that. You're very good at routine, and you're very good at doing doing the things that you put your mind to you know like you're good at set it, saying i'm gonna do this and you do it and i was there i saw you eat healthy i saw yeah. you wear workout clothes every day and go to the gym yeah. and it doesn't mean it wasn't helping in some ways it could have been way worse without those things right but sometimes you just need a little extra kick and i will mm-hmm. say i think the if you're on some type of medication it's best to coincide that with a type of therapy because it can help the medicine work better versus just taking it on your own and thinking, okay, this is the only thing I have to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, how do you keep uh, your schedule organized and prioritize these different projects that you've got going on? I honestly just put everything in my calendar and I joke. Calendars. Yep. <laughs> oh man. When I, I, I joke about it because a lot of people ask me that question like you do so many different things like how do you show up on time or how do you know what to do and I put it all on my calendar when my alarm goes off I go wherever the directions tell me to go (laughs) and I show up and sometimes I'll show up to work at Vanderbilt which is an as-needed job and people will ask me oh what simulation are you doing today or what case are you doing today and I'll say I don't know I know I'm supposed to be here from 7 30 to 3 so whatever's (laughs) happening between that time that's what I'm here for (laughs) I don't know half the time what I'm walking into um but that's not that's actually been a big not the organization aspect of it but the fact that there are so many things to go to like my mom has mentioned it to me so many times like isn't it hard for you to go from here to there and then back and then have two hours of downtime but then have to be at work at five you know and it is I wish I had the energy because the past year I just it's wearing me down like I like the freelance industry in the sense of I love at a whim being able to say, sure, I'll come to set tomorrow because you need me versus if I had a full-time job, I wouldn't be able to do that. But, and I don't want to say I'm giving up on the dream and I'm getting a full-time job, but I definitely 
in the past week have decided to look for full-time jobs just because of my health like it's so hard I mean well you probably know from having a late night radio show and then you know from touring it's so hard going to bed at 10 30 12 1 a.m 11 2 p 2 a.m you know it's exhausting yeah yeah it's not so good for your body your for 30 minutes yes. because you got to a thing early and you're like oh maybe just close my eyes for 20 minutes and i'll have enough energy to do this <laughs> and the fact that you can get so excited by a nap mm-hmm. i think wow maybe i should change my lifestyle <laughs> yeah. yeah no I, I i did i did the freelance thing for like or you know entrepreneur is like the, the big buzzword nowadays but like i did that for a couple years and it was exhausting yes the time freedom awesome being able to go and do whatever I wanted to do whenever I wanted to do it great but if I wasn't working I wasn't making money right and when I wasn't working I was spending my money so it was just like you know just so stressful to kind Mm -hmm. of try to balance it all but I mean at the same time like if that's what you want to like chase like it could turn it's one of those things that freelancing can turn into Mm full-time you know if you're if you're pursuing it actively and, and correctly yeah right and like I mean I met Dara when she was in that phase of kind of killing herself and drilling herself into the ground and I just remember we had an interview on the radio station with Dara the um I actually met her as I'm sure everybody on all of our listeners have probably heard this by now but we met (laughs) when I was on the road with my band and she dropped a business card in the tip bucket when I like first met her in person she looked so tired and then we hung out like three different times that day and she was so tired Um, my spirit was high my spirit was so high (laughs) she was so excited to be there but she was like killing herself and burning the candle at both ends which you can only do for so long yes I agree and I think it's so hard because we all grow up hearing oh you're gonna be a starving artist or like we joked thankfully my parents never said it this way but we joked a lot as a theater major group thinking oh you're like joking about your parents finding out oh you're majoring in theater great so we'll be supporting you for the rest of your life got it lovely but you hear the oh you're gonna grow up as a starving artist thing and I think you just have to rethink that like I don't think you have to be a starving artist you can be an artist and have a job Mm -hmm. you can be an artist and have a full-time job that you I, would, I don't want anyone to ever hate their job, right. but if you have a job that you, don't have to take, that you don't have to take home with you at the end of the day, it can just be a job. As long right. as it gives you some sort of fulfillment or you feel like you're helping or contributing in some way, then you can be doing what you want to do that brings you like that joy and passion because for a while it might take you time to make that money doing it and I right. hate the the living paycheck to paycheck thing it's because it's true when you're not working you're not making money but and then when you aren't you're spending it yeah. and then when you come back from like your three-day vacation that you finally saved up to take you feel overwhelmed because you have to make up those three days right. and that's rough that's an exhaust mm-hmm. that's mentally exhausting right could you tell our listeners a little bit about um, about all the projects that you're working on right now? And like, what are you up to? What am I doing? Um, I'm on an improv team called Atticus Attacks, named after a cat that visited us on our first day of improv <laughs> rehearsal. And I have a sketch team called Not a Cult. On April Fool's Day, I have a show at Zany's Comedy Club for a sketch show. Nice. Yeah, so I'm really excited. So we've just been writing and just trying to dedicate. We're trying to, if, we always say, like, if you want to do this, you have to make it a priority. And that's hard for some people because they have that full-time job. Like, one girl on my team is a lawyer, and she can't help it that sometimes she has to work until 7 p.m., and then she has to go home and get food and go to bed. You know, she can't always come to meetings. And there are other people who freelance and there are other people who have like two part-time jobs. It's just everyone's schedule is different and you just have to somehow make it work if it's what you want. Um, So I'm doing a lot of comedy, I guess, right now and a lot of writing. And then I'm um, producing a short film about, you guys might appreciate this, a short film about 
women using movement and dance as therapy. So I'm excited for that. And uh, gosh, just finished doing a horror movie that I produced for a little bit. And they shot that all here in Nashville. And I'm not really looking right now for behind the scenes work. I was I was doing a lot of that previously. Like I did Property Brothers um, and just a lot of random stuff like that. And I enjoyed it and loved it and all those connections and those people. But working behind the scenes isn't where I get my creativity passion fulfilled. Um, so while I learned a lot, I didn't... I, did, I wasn't fulfilled. And after I learned what I needed to learn and got my good experiences, I said, okay, you're going to start saying no now because you don't want to be a PA. You don't want to be an AD. Like, mm-hmm. doesn't it's not going to serve you anymore. Yeah, I think saying no is a huge thing for anybody that's <clears throat> an entrepreneur mm-hmm. or um, a freelancer because um, I had to learn that when I was doing that. Like, I literally, just like Ellen said, like, so tired. I would look at myself in the mirror sometimes and just be like, who is that who is this person like my eyes had the deepest darkest pits of like (laughs) underneath them and like I was like wearing just wearing makeup all the time to like make sure that like no one could see that and like and I you know my my sleep schedule was just crazy but once I once I decided like I I can say no like Mm -hmm. I it's not a matter of like I can't afford to say no like I can't afford to not say no because if I push myself too hard I won't be able to do anything. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, that's that's definitely like a big word that had that had to be practiced and mm-hmm. um, implemented heavily. I think that's such a good lesson for everyone to learn, like whatever industry you're in, but especially for the entertainment industry, just mm-hmm. because usually they are the ones with crazy schedules. Mm-hmm. And I remember posting on Facebook, which I rarely use, but I did it because I knew a lot of people would see it and I hoped that they would be like, wow, I need to learn that lesson too. Because so often we feel like we can't say no or we shouldn't say no or we're afraid that we'll miss out on something if we do say no. But I was working at a steakhouse as a vegetarian. I don't know what I was thinking. No, <laughs> That was hilarious. She was teaching me about like what it means to like sous vide cook. <laughs> beef and it was like Kira you don't even eat beef and she was like I know it was a job it's a job but I, I yeah I was working at a steakhouse and I just remember thinking this is not what I signed up for like I felt like the interview was misleading I thought I was going to be doing more event planning and I was not and after a while, I just thought, you know what? This is not worth my time. I am a college-educated, hard-working human being. Independent like, yes. woman. <laughs> I was like, I can be put to work in ways that will use my talents better and help people better than whatever I was doing there. <laughs> and I and I literally, I quit my job, and I still had you know my two weeks. And some woman called me out of the blue. And she was like, hey, I'm from LA. We're coming to Nashville to shoot this show. I got your name from so-and-so. And I felt so awful because I didn't even remember who that so-and-so was. Like, I looked through all my emails and I was like, I want to thank this person for recommending me because in our industry, it's such a thing of networking. Sure. And they're like, oh, hey, oh, yeah. I can't do it, but here's someone I recommend. And then I was on like a TV set. The, like I, I quit my job even earlier because I was like, hey, I'm not going to be here because I'm working on a TV show now. So sorry, I'm going to be famous. Like. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm not sorry. <laughs> but that was the quote of, you can't receive any gifts if your hands are full. And mm-hmm. I felt like my hands were full and I just mm-hmm. couldn't, I couldn't do it. And then once I let something go, I was like, wow, this is something I want to say yes to. And now I have an open hand. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, that's awesome. What have you learned from doing improv? Gosh. Um, Sips wine. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love improv. I I've learned a lot. I think a lot of people who start out doing improv, I think a lot of people don't even know what the word improv means. And someone was joking around with me the other day in a little accent and she was just going off and being this weird character. And I, was, I said, Marilyn, you're doing improv right now. You told me you never did it. And she said, that's improv? <laughs> I was like, you didn't plan anything. You just started going off into this weird accent, playing this old lady character. You're doing improv right now and you're amazing and you should do it more. 
and she was so excited she's like oh my gosh i can't believe i've been doing improv with my sister my whole life <laughs> i was like that's make-believe you've been doing it forever we all have play pretend. yes play pretend make-believe let's play house like, my brother and i used to play dog i don't know why we didn't ever had a dog <laughs> maybe that's why <laughs> probably but my mom remembers it she's like i remember you and your brother playing dog one of you would be a dog and the other would be the owner and i'm like i guess we had fun if we did it that often oh my gosh. but i i love using my imagination and i think that's why i wouldn't say i have the peter pan syndrome like a lot of boys here in nashville mm-hmm. but true mm-hmm. but i love peter pan is my favorite book my favorite play my favorite movie everything yeah just my favorite story thank you my favorite story i love it and i love all the different interpretations of it but overall i just love the idea of not wanting to grow up not out of fear but just out of this is fun why would i want to be stuck paying bills and finding which car payment is right for me you know and improv you just get to do it Whatever you want to do. That's kind of what drew me to acting was, I want to go to med school. I want to go to law school. There's so many things I want to do. Kira, you can't do them all. You yeah. have to pick one or at least a couple. Mm-hmm. But um, with a- right, go to law school and med school. Don't become a vet. Just to, <laughs> just to chew. <laughs> but improv is so much fun. You get to play pretend all the time. And it's not about, oh, no, I have to be funny. It's just... Yes, and your partner. Like, they see something, you believe in it, and you go with it, and your story will come. Listening is so important, and not just um, with your ears, but with your eyes. Like, on stage, you want to, even if you're talking, you want to notice what your partner is doing, because they're miming everything. So they could be miming, washing their hands, but if you didn't notice, and you think you're at on a roller coaster you know what I mean like you have to pay attention and right. say oh, okay they're washing their hands we're probably in the bathroom or the kitchen what can I do in that new environment and just listening to someone without talking over them and I think listening is just such a it's such an easy thing to do and yet you do have to put effort into doing it sure. but once you do it communication is so much easier right on. I, I've actually been like on this this kick um, I think I'm pretty funny um, <laughs> she does think she's really funny <laughs> okay let me rephrase. I know I'm really funny I've um, only known you for like an hour but I agree I think you're really thank funny you. thank you Ellen don't make her head any bigger. Know, it is on. pretty huge. Um, no, but I've I've kind of been like I, I did I did. There's in Jacksonville. There's a, a pretty decent um, comedy scene for the most part. Um, there's a lot of like open stand up nights, and I've gone. I've witnessed a few of them, and I actually got up on stage once and like yes. I write I write jokes in my in my notebook, and like some of them like I it's like an idea, and I and, you know like and I want to be able to form it into something, and like I was a thespian in, in high. Yes. school and middle school and stuff so I, I really love the idea of like playing a different character like pre- you know play pretend and mm-hmm. like not being myself but you know as a I'm like a songwriter so like I can write a song about how I feel but like for somebody who is wanting to dabble in that like whether it's improv or getting up and doing stand-up which I guess could kind of go they kind of go hand in hand um what advice would you have for them I, well, just what you're doing. Like, hey, I went up there. Good for you. So that's so. That's one step that most people aren't gonna do. You know, last night at Zane, I worked at Zany's last night at the comedy club, and we had all local comics, and they do this um, event maybe like once a month, and it's just local comics, and they all get I don't know like eight minutes maybe on stage, and. It's so cute when friends come and support them and family comes and support them because they can be any age as long as they submitted it and as long as the person in charge of that show thinks, yeah, I think I think this person would be, would be good for this show. Mm-hmm. But there was a 20-year-old, and you could tell he was so nervous. I, I actually, her, his parents were in my section, and they were so proud, and they were laughing so hard, and I told them afterwards, I was like, it was so funny seeing you guys laughing and supporting um but do it my acting coach always says good for you for being here because you're taking a step that most people dream of but are too scared to do or think they can't do it or for whatever reason don't do it i just say do it so many people 
are incredibly hilarious and you just have to learn how to put that into a, if you want to do stand-up you just have to learn how to you know exaggerate that a little bit to where you have a little set and I think it's really interesting that you said you like being different characters because there aren't that many comedians that will be different characters so many of them are themselves and there's like we love that that's why we watch them that's why we tune in but it's also really entertaining to see someone be this character that you know they aren't so you you're, it's kind of like you can you're less offended because you know <laughs> oh they're playing a weird character that believes in this right they're not really that's how a lot of people feel with sketch comedy mm-hmm. we write something and they think is this too offensive and i say depending on what it is <laughs> like we wrote something about um, kids being turned into donuts, which we're gonna do. I know it's like it sounds so weird, but people say, "Oh no, is that too offensive?" And I say, "No," because first of all, that's literally impossible. So you're not. Who are you offending? Right. No one. The Let's don- do the it. Donut clan. Right. Gonna we're like, gonna do Whoa. it. The orphanages, the Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> like, no, we're gonna do it. Yeah. Um, and I think it's it is really hard right now in the time that we're in, just because of combination of me too movement like the women movement just so many things um Everybody's where offended right they are they're afraid <laughs> oh no if i say this am i going to be called out and it's hard for me to say what you should be called out in in comedy because you're trying to be funny and you have to over exaggerate for that especially if you're doing stand-up basing it on your real life right um so just the advice i'd have is like do it for your friends send it to your aunt in an email like just get <laughs> feedback you know and then just do it i think you do have to really look into what audience you have just because sometimes in certain cities it can be clicky based on where you go in the Sorry. sense of like if you're only performing for other stand-ups who are waiting to get up on stage mm-hmm. they not they might not even be paying attention because they're right. trying to memorize their lines Sorry. Um, so just like find your right audience and find a good community that's going to support and encourage because once you have that you have people that are going to help you all right so moving to how have you you have had all of these different projects and all of these different jobs that you have done so that you can pay your bills and you know really pursue your dream um so with that comes a lot of budgeting so how do you budget and what kind of tips do you have for that today we were talking about clipping coupons yes we were <laughs> ellen and i used to clip coupons i actually started clipping it probably because of you because you were so You're diligent welcome. yeah about <laughs> clipping coupons the, we were saying earlier the day my kroger coupons come in the mail is like the best day of the month yeah, <laughs> I got twenty cents off uh, per gallon at my Kroger the other day for my gas, yeah. which is awesome. And then and then I think about it and I'm like, oh no, that means I spent so much money on groceries. <laughs> but we need groceries. We do. Gosh, what tips to have about budgeting? I I'm really good with my money. I wouldn't say I I have to sit down and budget in a detailed way I'm just good Mm -hmm. about not spending it because I don't have a lot of it so like when I go out at night around Nashville with my friends I'm not gonna buy a $14 cocktail like are you out of your mind I don't have that money I will have many McDoubles I could get for that money (laughs) oh gosh (laughs) no Ellen let's talk about health after this (laughs) gosh um but I I can go out and dance like a crazy person and people think oh my gosh Kira is wasted and my friends say actually she's sober that's just how she dances actually she's just weird and that's why we love her yeah like I love dancing and I love going out but I would rather I I think a lot of it is mental for me I think okay Kira do you want to go to Europe this year or okay Kira do you want to visit your friend in San Antonio or hey you've been wanting to go to Iceland forever would you rather go out every weekend and buy drinks or would you rather save up and hopefully go to Iceland someday so I think it's just a lot of prioritizing and I mean it really gets me when people I guess it's common sense or how I was raised like my dad was in the military he had the USAA bank 
and he got me an account when I was little and I used to get like a weekly or a monthly like newsletter for kids so they made it fun to learn about it and I had three little jars and it was spending savings in college so I would put my allowance or like whatever I'd earned from babysitting or yard work I don't know in those little jars and every once in a while like the college and the savings would go off to the bank and I'd get to keep my spending money that is the cutest thing I've ever heard <laughs> it I'm was great it really picturing taught me, the like jars being all colorful and like <laughs> yeah like knowing Kira they probably had like cheetah print like <laughs> pink and green cheetah print oh or my something gosh, not that bad no 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 <laughs> but they still were glass so with cute cork um taps oh very classic and they had little paintings on them <laughs> let, me, let me just put into perspective for you um all those who are listening uh right now kira is wearing a fluffy green like emerald green like trench coat fur coat type jacket and then snake like white snake skin like high boots like wedges <laughs> I'm I mean, she one. looks great. No, great. And cat earrings. That tops it off. Like, yeah. honestly, the cat earrings. No, looks great. But just, just want to just want to give a, a little perspective. <laughs> there used to be cats and cheetah print everywhere in our house. <laughs> oh everywhere. God. Weird photos of old-timey women that Ellen made me move from our hallway because she was scared. <laughs> I have a very unique style. Let me say, that is where I spend my money. But people touch this coat and they're like, oh my my gosh how much did really this soft. cost you and I say mm, got it Steinmar after Christmas so it was on sale and I had a coupon and I got it for $34.95 so I'm like Whoa. I don't feel bad about that purchase <laughs> but yeah I think it, budgeting for me is is so much mental like when I hear people say oh man I can't afford to do this oh. and they have like three Starbucks cups in their car I'm like mm. didn't you just spend seven dollars on a latte like three times time? oh gosh yeah <laughs> Yeah, like just stop doing that for a month and then you could do something else um so thankfully i think it's it's been fairly easy for me to mentally decide oh i'd rather do this than that so i'm not going to spend my money and then yeah. just shopping around and making sure you're getting good prices on things that you do need yeah so um we're gonna go into our we're gonna go into our kind of wrap up questions um so first off what does self-care mean to you Self-care has been such an interesting term that I didn't really hear about, I feel like, until the last, I don't know, maybe three, yeah, like two, two three years. Um, I have this um, to-do list, and it's organized by day of the week, so it's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then it just has a lot of lines for you, so it's cool because you can see, like, your whole week, mm -hmm. and I put down, like, starting this week, I was like, pamper your feet use your face roller that you bought like what's the point of it sitting in your drawer actually use it um so i once i write things down it's easier for me to do them because i feel so good when i cross them off um but i've just been i think self-care for me one thing i've been really happy with is like a nice skincare regime mm. like i always ask my dermatologist what do i need to do to prevent aging and just trying to be proactive and smart and she said honestly for your age like just wear sunscreen you already use a moisturizer you're doing great wear your sunscreen um and this year I started like a toner and a serum and like a night cream and eye cream and I freaking love it like I feel so good I love doing my um, skincare yeah. routine it's like my favorite thing yeah <laughs> I really like it I think also a point of self-care for me like mental health wise is time alone like mm. I, I'm like my mom I really enjoy my time alone and sometimes I do I feel guilty but I have to say no when people say oh do you want to come out or do you want to come meet me or do you want to do this and I say honestly I've been working every day or every night this week I just want one day at home where I can like cook what I want to cook watch a movie like do my taxes you know whatever like just i don't want to do, do you really them. do your taxes like. i do but because <laughs> i don't want to be stressed about it come april but i think self-care for me just involves like hey take time for yourself do your journaling or don't just lay on the couch for a day who cares what you do as long as it's healthy in some way for you whether that's like resting your mind or resting your body what do you nerd out about in your Ooh. free time well i love movies <laughs> um i nerd out over the oscar nominations i uh, it this is what i think about the oscars 
listen up <laughs> so category for best directing was all men nominees which is fine because I don't ever think I'm I definitely believe in yeah like let's be aware of diversity let's mm-hmm. be aware of gender but I don't ever think that those should be awarded based on what they are I think everything should be awarded based on the work Right. regardless of who did it just to have someone represent yes. it but I think the Oscars are for movies all over the world and most often it's American movies but last year we had um, oh gosh what was that foreign film that was on Netflix Roma Roma mm-hmm. and so it technically is all over the world movies but most of them are a lot of big blockbuster hits in the United States but I think okay of all the people in the United, in the world directing movies not one of them can be a woman like what the heck yeah. step it up bitches so I knew out about the <laughs> yeah come on ladies where are you and maybe that just means there aren't enough maybe that means we need to be encouraging women to do more things that they want to do like maybe they're just not out there doing it because they think they can't or whatever so i nerd out about the patriarchy i think is my thing um what else? i nerd out about astrology but that's only recently i think i find it so fascinating i've never like read something or have someone tell me something whether it's about my sign or just like the the planets in general and felt wow that makes so much sense to me i feel mm-hmm. like i'm on the right path you know i've just never what is your felt sign, that by the way? i'm an aries okay. yeah i always thought i always think astrology is really cool i took latin in middle school mm-hmm. and i love like the greek mythology and stuff like yes. astrology is really cool but i've always kind of like like i know i'm a virgo and like every description i read of a virgo i'm like yeah this is 100 percent me wow but like i also feel like when i look at horoscopes i'm like i might as well have opened a fortune cookie <laughs> Right, right, right. I completely agree. Yeah, it's it's always different based on what, or like your sources. It is, it's crazy. I like, I don't necessarily like daily horoscopes. Mm -mm. I don't look at those, but I love astrology books. And like your your birth chart, I just learned about that last year where it um, goes off of where you were born and what time. So it knows like where the planets were in that location at that time. And it's just so interesting to read about it and I was telling my dad how much I enjoy astrology and he said yeah I don't believe in that but he's a Virgo like you and he said and me. every yeah he said every description I've ever read I am a Virgo to a T yep and he's like I don't necessarily have an interest in it or believe in that kind of stuff but it describes me perfectly mm-hmm. yeah um Okay, so what is your favorite personal routine? You were talking about skincare, but what what else like keeps you grounded every day? It's probably what I would have gone with had I not mentioned it earlier. So let me think. What keeps me grounded every day? Well, if, that's your, it if that's your routine, then own it and talk yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would like to say going to the YMCA keeps me grounded. Which the YMCA in Nashville are awesome. YMCA. Yes. The YMCA. The Y's in Nashville are dope they are amazing let me tell you also thank you based on slided income scale because Mm -hmm. i wouldn't be able to afford it if it wasn't but they offer so many different kinds of things so you're never going to get bored i think it definitely kept me grounded Mm pre-halloween and then once i got sick i was like i'm too tired to go and i'm excited to get energy to go again Mm because i really really liked it and i think I tell a lot of people like when they're feeling down, I'm like, I know you don't want to, but go work out. Even just go on a walk. Like you don't yeah. have to go on a run, just go on a walk. Sometimes I walk outside after being sick for a day or something mm-hmm. like that. I walk outside and I think, oh my gosh, why haven't I been outside? Even though I'm sick, I could have been sitting in the backyard. You just think, right. oh, I gotta lay in bed. But fresh air is so wonderful. <laughs> fresh air thing is so true. <laughs> just like, and, uh, get a really cheap cot, roll it outside, and you'll yes. still be in bed just, yep. you know, with the birds. Well, there, you know what else I get out on is studies. Mm-hmm. I, I read a study about how if you wake up Within the first 10 minutes, if you get natural daylight, mm-hmm. it helps you wake up better. And I think that's yeah. so true because I walked outside today, like within 10 minutes of waking up, and I just, I don't know, I felt so much better. It wasn't 
painful to wake up. Right. And I think I would like that to be a nice routine for Mm -hmm. me is going outside when I get up. But that means I have to get up on time. Yeah, right. See, for me, because of that, I have found personally that I cannot do blackout curtains. I know some people love Mm. sleeping in complete darkness. Yes. But I have like super sheer like um, curtains on my windows and I wake up to the sun. So when I get up, it's the morning and I'm up. Yeah. You know, and it it really helps me. I I definitely like to wake up with the sun for sure. And I think it's different for every person Mm because I like complete blackness and I sleep with a like a heavy face mask. Yeah. And my brain just races at night. So I feel like my eyes are always fluttering and that face mask just helps me Kira, stop thinking. Yeah. But um I, I do the face mask too, but I always it always by the morning it's always off my head. Right. Like so, on the ground just yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> so I still wake up with the sun. <laughs> I'm there forced to. Yeah, like, wake up and it's like on the floor, or, like my dog, like somehow it's like on her head. And I'm like, how did this happen? <laughs> Bella just wanted to steal yeah. the face mask from you. Basically. <laughs> How do you keep yourself balanced? Yes. I became a pescatarian, I think around Halloween when I got sick, just because I wasn't eating a lot. And so I knew, okay, if you're not going to eat a lot, whatever you eat, better contribute to your health and nutrition in some way. So I just started eating salmon because I knew, okay, if you throw salmon and broccoli in the oven, at least you know you're getting good food when you eat it. Um, so I am a pescatarian now, but I love cooking. Um, I think people, whenever I bring snacks, people are like, oh, you brought rabbit food again. And to me, I love it. So I don't care. Yeah, no, but I'm over I, here, I will like, mess up some celery and carrots. Yes, Are you kidding? Some right, lettuce. I that is it. what I do. I bring celery and carrots. <laughs> I'm like eating sunflower seeds. Nice. Um, and that is, was built on cooking. It parties. really, it really was. Our we would like first time hanging out in Nashville. We hadn't seen each other in like two or three years, um, and we just like hung out and cooked every time that we hung out. We're like making breakfast or lunch or dinner, making burrito bowls. We just oh, chat I feel while super we left food. out right now. Well, I didn't know you yet. <laughs> First of all, didn't know you existed. No. Second of all, you're nine hours away, so fix that and we'll talk. Yeah, we can all we can all cook together. Ooh, this turned back on me. I didn't expect that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like, there's definitely days where I don't want to cook. Um, I love oatmeal for breakfast or like post-workouts with fruit. But when I cook that oatmeal, you best believe I'm cooking two cups of it. Because I don't want to cook a thir- three-fourths of a cup every single day. Like, I'll cook a bunch and put it in the fridge, and that Meal way prepping. I know, hey, at least it's there. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much the only thing I'll prep, just because I've never been good at it. I don't want to say I've never been good at it, just in the sense that I've, I haven't really tried it. I think mentally just overwhelms me, like meal prepping. I think, oh my gosh, how am I going to find vegetarian menus that utilize yellow peppers for three days in a row you know i just it overwhelms me and it it shouldn't but but yeah meal prepping is great if you can do it because then when you're exhausted instead of opening up a bag of chips you're like you know what i'll just eat that oatmeal Mm -hmm. and i love cooking and i love eating healthy i feel great when i'm on it i love doing detoxes like every Mm -hmm. once in a while saying okay no gluten or no soy no corn no sugar like no alcohol it just is kind of nice to let something go every once in a while and come back to it and then you don't indulge as much i think because your body got used to it i love dancing to the Wii. i love my like just dance game yes. yep love that. I, my roommates always come home with the worst time I, did i do it a lot when we, i did yeah people always come back to the house and they're like oh hello what are you doing I'm like i'm dancing and working out you want to join no one ever said yes <laughs> Um, but just back to that full moon manifestation that that I love that that keeps me I think um, grounded and just like mentally healthy in the sense of hey like set some goals every month try to work on them like saying them out loud under the moonlight like burning them in candles it just helps me intentionally do something versus thinking oh man Kira you need to go to the gym or you need to sit down and write more it's like Mm -hmm. this week I am gonna write something and then I burn it it's like a a positive intention versus shaming yourself for forgetting something or for being too lazy or too tired or too whatever to do it what's your biggest pet peeve oh I have so many (laughs) many. 
I hate when people don't use their blinkers. Ugh. It drives me crazy here in Nashville, especially on the interstate. I just, I used to like driving and now I don't. And that yeah. makes me sad. No, it's so annoying. Cause I'll be like, people will like cu- almost cut you off and I'll be like, well, I would have known that you wanted to come over if you don't put your fucking blinker on. And I could have <laughs> flashed you and let you know yeah. to go. I would have said, absolutely, come yeah. on over. Yeah, no, I hate that. Oh man. <laughs> I'm like, Gosh. I'm like, like whenever I am in the car, like, and I, I'm from Florida, so like, like, we get people from all over the, the country right. that don't know how to drive. And they all are like, hey, you don't know how to drive? I don't know how to drive. Let's move to Florida. Like, that's literally like. Nashville's kind of like that, too. That's like how I feel. Is like a. Yeah. Like a melting pot of shitty drivers. Oh, man. <laughs> it's rough. Yeah. I'll be. I'm like anal about it. Like, it doesn't. I could be like. It could. Like, I could be in a neighborhood. No one is around me. There's no car behind me, in front of me, wherever. And I'm like, doot, 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 doot. Do, 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 do. <laughs> like, I like your blinker sound. I know, I like it too. You know, it's like, I'm working on my improv. I like it, girl. Yeah. Keep it up. Yeah, yeah, do yeah. it. Just go. Go to take a class. Just get out there. Yeah. Um, so, what do you splurge on and what are you cheap with? Ooh. I splurge on mm, cheese. For sure. <laughs> good one i <laughs> but cheese is expensive so i don't i'm you not necessarily cheap, cheap with tre- <laughs> cheap with cheese because craft singles are way below my yeah, no. ability now i can't i can't <laughs> it didn't take it i used to eat white bread with mayo and cheese Ew. i know <laughs> i was so picky when i was little and now i'm like give me the sprouts the avocado a little mm. bit of carrots i put everything on my sandwich yeah um but it really it breaks my heart when I walk down the cheese aisle and I'm like Brie, eight fifty nine. <laughs> Bye, Brie. Like I'm like I want toilet paper this month. You know, like it's so sad. Aldi. Oh man, <laughs> that two ninety nine Brie though. Yes. Gosh, what am I cheap with? Um, I guess I like I'll do generic. Um, yeah, generic brands. For so many things, like mm-hmm. I don't care. They all, you know, whether whether it's great value. G- yeah, y'all don't have public. Like, well, you have some public. Same this year, as but... long as it works. Like yeah. I don't care. Um, I think I stopped being cheap with shoes mm-hmm. because I don't I don't use any leather, so it kind of makes it a little difficult for me. I think sometimes to find like good boots or boots that are gonna last or or things like that. Um, but I used to shop at Goodwill all the time just because I loved vintage stuff and I loved funky stuff and I was like, I want to be different. <laughs> and But my mom always told me, Kira, you cannot wear Goodwill shoes, honey. Like, you got to have some support. Mm-hmm. And I fell down the stairs freshman year of college, literally four stairs. Oh this is like two years before Ellen got to school. I had a trauma-induced bunion <laughs> I know it's despicable. Sorry. I would no, you please laugh. Worst word in the English language. <laughs> please laugh. Trauma-induced bunion. I was, I was nineteen. I was like, my grandma has bunions. What ha- What does this mean? And they're like, it's trauma-induced. And I'm like, it was four stairs. What happened? God. You just made Dara laugh so hard that she just <laughs> died. She's dead now. She's back. She's Are back. your bunions doing better now? Well, I had to have surgery for it. <laughs> I was on crutches. My soccer coach, I fell on a Sunday. My soccer coach saw me on Monday and he stopped me because I saw him on, on campus at school. Mm-hmm. He's like, Kira, what did you do? Coach, I, I fell down the stairs in my dorm. Which dorm do you live in, Kira? Oh, living olds, and again, very small school. Yes, Kira, I've been in that dorm. It has literally four stairs. <laughs> well, Coach, I fell down on all four, <laughs> and I was like, I have a trauma-induced bunion now. And he was like, Wow, okay, great. Well, were you intoxicated? And I said, No, I was completely sober. And he's like, Well, next time, lie and say that you were because this is embarrassing. <laughs> and he just walked away. <laughs> 
Uh Gosh. Okay, anyways, moving on. I don't buy cheap shoes anymore because of my stupid right foot that is now bigger than my left foot. Bunion. Do you have to buy two different sizes of shoes? I mean, I would if I could, but they don't let you. Believe you me, I've tried. (laughs) I'm just just picturing you buying two pairs of every pair of shoes that you buy. No, but I just I just try and buy good, better shoes, and then wear inserts and my little my little toe spacer that tries to straighten out my bunion toe. Nerd alert. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so switching gears from your bunions. Um, <laughs> moving on. What what is the unknown secret of your industry of film, acting, improv, comedy, all of it, and like wrapped up? What is the unknown secret? So networking is a huge thing. Hmm. And word travels fast, I think, in our industry. Because you look, even like me working at Zany's Comedy Club, we have people in there like Chris Rock, Chelsea Handler. A lot of people do podcasts now in there. So actors or whoever that has a podcast comes in there. You guys can come in there someday. Yeah, yes. Chris Rock can be on our Let's podcast. That'd be dope. Yeah. <laughs> Or Cristalia. If you're it. listening to this, yes. Cristalia, I oh, love man. you. <laughs> Chris, Cristalia came to Zanies. But word spreads if you're not a polite person. Right. And people aren't going to want to work with you. They aren't going to want to have you back in their club. They aren't mm-hmm. going to want to work on a movie set with you if you're disrespectful or don't want makeup on your face for a bruise that you have to have that makes sense to the story. You know, right. it's just the weirdest stuff, whether it's being a diva or being self-conscious or whatever but if you're if you're in this industry hopefully like you you want to make art if you're in this industry you should want to make art and you should be an easy person to work with and I think a pet peeve of mine is just common sense where I think hey, if you're not doing anything right now and standing around set, what can you be doing to help? What can you be doing so that we aren't behind? Don't just stand there eating the snacks. Like, Make come, yourself useful. Come yes. help me. Make yourself useful, so, for sure. I'd say like, if, it's an, if it's a secret in the industry, I think it's just that impressions are important in the sense of treat people well. Mm-hmm. And that goes a long way because people will recommend you or they won't. Mm-hmm. And you just got to be enjoyable to be around. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. We want to know, what is your favorite band slash your favorite type of music? Okay. I love the band Tegan and Sarah. I've loved them for so they are long. Great. I forgot about them. Yeah, yes. they're kind of one of those like they're they're like on, they're like always like there. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, but then somebody like brings them up, and you're like, oh my god. Yeah. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I so love good. them. Their lyrics are so much fun. I love that they write their own stuff. They do. I mean, they do a lot outside of their music, like with LGBTQ charities and raising awareness and stuff like that. But I just I love their music. Um, I love I love music where you can hear the lyrics over the the instrumental parts mm-hmm. just because I love l- lyrics and I want to be able to understand them because that's part of the story sure, to I'm me. Yeah, I am. <laughs> um, and my gosh, my favorite type of music. I I there's so much music out there that I don't even know exists. Like I, someone showed me like Chinese rap the other day I know it was amazing I was like this is so much fun it reminded me of techno like just really fun and upbeat um I don't love a lot of American rappers Mm. because usually the content or pussy money weed yeah (laughs) so um, Can I say that on a podcast? Um, I guess it's not the fuck fucking delete. I want on a podcast. <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> all good. Great. I'll bleep it out, but I'm still gonna leave it. There. We'll skip these twenty seconds. <laughs> but I I love so much music. I grew up on a lot of music just because my parents always had music playing in the house, sure. and I love like Patsy Cline, Crystal Gale, David Allen Coe, like a lot of old country stuff. Mm-hmm. And I jam out to that all the time. And it also just brings back fun memories. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I love country, but I also, I love folk. 
and I love Oak. old school country. Oh, and yeah. I miss rock and roll, all the bands. And I just think it's so interesting that today there's not a lot of old school rock and roll. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. We're so glad that you came to join us today. I'm so glad. Thank you so much for coming Thank on to the you. podcast. Um, Kira, where can everybody find you? Oh, gosh. Everywhere. Yeah. I literally, I took a break from social media and it was the nicest thing I've ever done for myself. And I, I, I wrote this in my journal. I hate that the industry kind of forces you to have a presence just because if right. it didn't, I would not be on it as Same. much. Yep. But um, I'm I'm on Instagram at Kira Madison. I'm trying to be present on Twitter because I love comedy and jokes. It's kind of like my online journal. I only have 50 followers, so I'm not really worried about anything. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, today, I don't know. I'll just say the weirdest stuff. But um, I'm on I'm on everything is Kira Madison because that's my stage name. Like Madison's my middle name. Mm-hmm. Um, my sketch comedy is not a cult. Awesome. Well, thanks again for being here with us. Thank Um, you. And everybody, we will see you next week. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of Beyond Broken Hungry. Be sure to follow us on all social media platforms, Beyond Broken Hungry, pretty much across all platforms. Stay tuned for episode four next week with Suzanne Polinski, the Rockstar Advocate. Till next time.